Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Glad to have you with us on demand. My favorite way to connect with you because you can get the word when you want to. It's in your hand. Today we talk about scary moments. Now, listen, everybody has one. But what about the moments when God scares you, right? When he allows something to happen or you just find yourself in the circumstance and it's terrifying. Well, let me show you how to manage a scary moment. It's a great text, great story. You don't want to miss it, my friend. It is powerful. It'll have you walking on water, I promise. Stay right there. I'll come back and pray for you at the end. Enjoy. I want to talk today about a moment that we've all faced, and I call it a scary moment. There's a story in the book of John chapter 6 where Jesus encounters the disciples in a unique moment where they're on the lake and all of a sudden Jesus comes to them in a unique way, walking on the waters, the famous walking on the water story. In our study of miracles, as we come to the end of the study, we have one more next week. I want to talk about how profound it is that Jesus shows them how to manage this moment, because it's about the moment. Uh, God's doing something great, but they're scared. And I want to read the story for you, and I want you to hear how it unfolds. This is an amazing story, and it's going to relate to your life, because there are moments in your life when it's scary. And the goal is to ask you the question, how do you manage a scary moment? Here's what the Bible says in verse 16 of John chapter 6. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake. And when they got into the boat and set uh, and uh, set off across the lake of Capernaum, but now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three or uh, three miles or three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, do not, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Now that is a moment, a moment that they did not expect. I've been to this part of Israel, and I've, st I've stood on that part, and I, I, I remember thinking how profound it was to stand in the spot and to look out over this lake and to see how amazing it is for Jesus to see them and to come walking to them on the water. And how this is a big hill now, there's a community around it, but there's this may houses all around. It's really different now to go into modern day. But to sit there and to think about the profoundly different moment it must have been for them to be in trouble and then God comes in a way they didn't expect. That's the part I want you to lock into. Sometimes when you're in trouble, the hand of God comes in ways you didn't expect, advice you didn't expect, thoughts you didn't expect. And so when Jesus comes to them, the Bible says they were terrified. But notice this, this is God coming to them. They're scared of God right now. They're scared of, they're scared of God's gift to them. And they are doing their best, praying, desperate, but when the answer comes, it doesn't come the way they expect. They wanted the winds to stop. They wanted the waves to stop. That didn't happen. Sometimes what you want to happen, what you're praying for in your scary moment, is not the answer you need. Sometimes the answer you need is scarier. And so when Jesus came walking on the water, they were, again, they, they were terrified. Couldn't imagine this could be God, but it was. When you think about that, sometimes you think it's not God and it is God. 
Sometimes things are difficult, challenging, and hard, and it's God. It's God coming to you. It's God in that moment. And it's, it, 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 it is a mind-blowing moment to realize that, man, I'm afraid of God's hand. In this season, I can relate to that. I can relate to that in all kinds of ways. The pandemic has been scary, to say the least. It has been terrifying. But I believe in the middle of this, God's coming to us. I believe that there's insight and vision coming. And if you open your heart, you can see it. They missed it. But I want to take you to another text in Matthew where it expands on the story and it gives you another angle. Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. One thing I like about the Bible is you see things from different angles. And so in Matthew chapter 14, verse 25, it says during the fourth watch, which is between three and six in the morning, by the way, Matthew, uh, the, the, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. We know about that part. And they said, it's a ghost. They misidentified it. And they, they, they said and cried out in fear. So you can imagine all these men oh, screaming, right? <laughs> this is amazing, right? Look at verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Now, I want you to stop right there. It said, um, don't be afraid. Now, that's, okay, how, how's that work? It is terrifying, but you don't want me to be afraid. We've never seen anybody walk on the water. We've never seen it come this way. This is terrifying, kind of like the season we've been in, right? Politically, socially, we've seen all this upheaval, all these things happen, and we've never seen them before. All these charges against people we never imagined would be charged. All these things happening, all these things coming at you, and you are terrified because you're in a moment of terror and fear. But don't be afraid. Take courage. Here's what he said. It is I. It's me. I know you don't recognize me. I know you don't. I know you can't see this as me, but this is me. Take courage. Then he says this. Lord, if it's you, Peter, I love this. Peter said in verse 28, Lord, if it's you, let me come out to you. Now, I want you to just pause for a minute. This is what made Peter special. You know, you ever seen people that like, you wonder how they got blessed, how they got promoted, why, they are, why they're the leader? Because they'll do what you're too scared to do. They'll say what you're too scared to say. They'll step out in ways that you would never in your life even imagine to step out. If it's you, Lord, let me come out there to you. Okay, let's, let's think this through for a minute. What sense does that make? You know, if you're on the boat with Peter and 11 guys, 12 guys on the boat, you look at him and you know you're crazy. You know you're crazy. You're out of your mind. You know, this is a good... <laughs> Okay, you gonna go? You want to go out there? You know, you never walked on water. You know, what's your problem? You, you'd think, but that's what made Peter different. Let me tell you, Peter was the kind of guy who tried. This is the guy. This is the guy. That's why this, this, this was the guy. And I'm telling you, Peter was the man. Pentecost. Peter was the man. He always spoke a little bit too much, but he was there. He was engaged. And so Peter says, if it's you, I want to come out there. And the story goes on. If you read the story on, he said he goes out and he walks on the water and then he falls in and he almost drowns and the Lord pulls him out of it. And it's all because he stopped believing. He started looking at the winds and he started looking at the waves and he crashed, but at least he did. He has the war record next to Jesus for walking on the water. And here's the lesson. 
in a scary moment, Peter took the challenge. So what do you do in scary moments? You step out. How do you handle a scary moment? You step out. You try. You don't give up. You don't bow. You don't surrender. You try. You, 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 step, you step to the moment. You don't run from it. Scary moments come. Preaching scary. Scary all the time. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. You go through all kinds of stuff. Leadership is scary. Here are these guys out there between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning and the fourth watch, and they're sitting there, and all this is and Jesus is, is wearing them out with all of these scary experiences. But there are lessons to be learned. Three miraculous lessons from this story that I want you to take home with you that are powerful. Number one, life can have some scary and hard-to-explain moments. This is one of them. This is one of them. We're obeying God. We're with Jesus. We leave him, and we're, we're, we're in kingdom business on a kingdom assignment, and we get into a lake situation where we're about to drown. Because you think if you're obeying God, nothing's going to ever go wrong. So I want you to first notice that life can have some scary and hard-to-explain moments. This is one of those moments. Number two, we can easily mislabel a miraculous moment, call it a ghost. Verse 26 of Matthew 14, where he says, it's a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's not a ghost. Not at all. They mislabeled it. What have you mislabeled? What have you misdefined? I, I personally believe we're doing a lot of that these days. I think we mislabeled church. Church is the gathering in the building with all the people all the time. That's church. No, church is where two or three are gathered together in my name. You're against church? No, I have one. I have lots of people, thousands of people. I'm not against church. I'm simply saying, if you define it one way, then you end up having trouble and you can't have it that way. When things change, you can't be flexible. You can't do digital and in person like we do. You can't mix it. I struggle with it. I mean, say be clear. I struggle with it because I've had to change my definition. I've had to go back and relabel some things and say this, this is not, marriage is not just this. It's not just raising children, right, paying bills. That's not, that's not all there is to marriage. It's not just sex. It's not just hugging and kissing either. It's not just, it's not, you have to learn how to relabel moments, relabel things. And sometimes what, what keeps you scared is you won't change the label. You won't redefine what it means to serve God. You won't, you won't, you won't, we're, especially in the political arena right now, we got a whole lot of people got one label. I'm, I got one label. This is the only way you define this. That's it. Bam. Nobody else can think. What anybody else thinks about anything is irrelevant. My view on abortion is this. Forget what the doctors who have to deal with it say. I don't care. I just want this. This is me. Hallelujah. This is how I see it. You don't want to hear anybody else's thought or concern. You don't want to hear about anything, anything. The 30,000 women who get impregnated every year, for example. No comments on those people. Forget it. That's just their problem. Have the baby and deal with it. I'm not saying, I want, I want all, let's be clear, freeze. Don't you dare get mad with me. I want our babies born. Yes, I do. I do. I do. But I understand that there are people who go through things that I don't have to deal with. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have certain physical challenges because I'm a guy. My point is, am I... Am I labeling something one way? And I'm, I'm scared to change the label. I'm scared to reconsider my definition of what it means to be faithful to God. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a, as a pastor, I, I, I'm afraid to relabel what I, how, I view, how I view serving God. I've got to be exhausted and tired, and somehow that's proof that I love God. We're doing 28 services a month at one point. Before COVID, we were doing 12. 
services a month. Busy, a lot going on, man. Multiple services all over the place. And at some seasons, multiple sites, all that stuff. And I'm not, but I had to relabel things because, and let me tell you, that's scary. That's scary when you get, sometimes you get in, in, in uh, you're on a lake, if we can use it this way. You're on a lake uh, and, you're, and you're trying to get from here to there and then this wind comes up, trouble, finances, difficulty, all kinds of things come up and you see it one way. God brings an answer and you can't see it because you can't see it another way. You're not even open, open to a conversation. You're not even open to a conversation. But I love Peter because Peter says, hey, who is, if that's you, I, I want to come out there and I want, I want to relabel this moment. I want to see this as an opportunity, not a moment of fear. I want to step out and try something different. That's scary, I know. I know. Some of you say, I ain't changing nothing. Bible is the Bible, the word is the word, and I'm not changing anything, Temple. This is how I see the Bible. Listen, see, that's, that's why you're by yourself. That's why you're alone, because you won't open your heart. Even in your family, you won't relabel things. You're riding through a family circumstance that's scary right now. The turn, the, you're sitting here watching me, and your house is like, like this, like they're, they were in the storm, man. You just, just tossing around. Everybody's mad with everybody. Everybody grumpy looking. You're looking at me now, and you're grumpy, all of you. And you know what the problem is? You won't stop and say, let's relabel this. God's bringing an answer. Maybe I'm the answer coming into your home right now. Maybe I'm the answer you need to hear. Think about this differently for a moment. Maybe this is God saying, pause, pull on the side of the road. Preacher, maybe you need to stop for a minute, take a week or a month off. How about that? Scary, isn't it? Uh-huh. See, you want to read this story and talk about Peter walking on the water, and you can't even miss a Sunday. Your family can't even spell vacation. Yeah, you can't, you can't take time off from work. You're drowning in debt, and you won't stop and let anybody help you. I, I don't know what your scary moment is. I don't know what's got you shaken. And God's trying to reach you, but you're calling him a ghost. You're intimidated by help. And you know what will happen if you're not careful? You'll, you'll drown out there by yourself. I love Peter. I love this moment. I love this moment where Peter says, let me tell you guys how different I am. I want to know if that's you, Lord. I want to know if there's a better way to live. I want to try something that's at the next level, and I want to come out there where you are. You know how I can tell when somebody really wants me to help mentor them? They come out where I'm at. They step out of the water. They step out and try. I'm not saying be reckless. Jesus was supervising the process. He didn't just step out there and try to mimic Jesus without his help. He asked the question, can I come out there? I want to be mentored. I want you to help me get there. You know what gets you in trouble? Trying to do it all by yourself. You're going to start a business that ain't got nobody helping you. You're going to walk on the water all by yourself. You're going to, you're going to go out there and, and, and get a big old loan and start your own business. Don't ask anybody about, about donuts. You're going to start a donut business or, or a hat business. You don't know anybody in the hat business, but you know everything by yourself. That's how you drown, see? You got to ask somebody. Sometimes in marriage, you got to ask somebody. Ask somebody that's successful, not somebody that's failing. Ask somebody that's successful. And sometimes if you can do that, you can change everything. Peter asked the question, and Jesus came to his rescue, gave him a chance to try on his own and said, now let me show you. What you did wrong was you kept looking at the winds and the waves. Read the rest of the chapter. It's a phenomenal story in Matthew 14. I close with this. There's one final thought that I want you to think about. Three things. Number one, life can be have some scary and hard-to-explain moments. 
Number two, we can easily mislabel a miraculous moment and call it a ghost. And number three, people like Peter who step out of a secure boat are in the minority. Are you going to join Peter and step out and try? It's a scary moment, I know, but it can be better. What unexpected scary challenges are you facing right now? Right now, what, what are the things labeled? Maybe you need to get a piece of paper and write it down. Say, these are my scary moments. I'm, I'm in one. I can tell you right now, the change, the change I've had to make. All the changes, the schedule, the service schedules, all the things I've had to do, st taking a step back and looking at this differently. Number two, ask yourself, name a moment when God showed up on your lake and surprised you. Can you think of a moment when you were like the disciples and you were riding through a lake and it was scary and then God showed up? Oh, man, God showed up. I, I've seen checks come in the mail. I've seen God work miracles. I've seen God come into my life in moments when I really was afraid and intimidated. And there's something about trusting him in those moments. Thirdly, name a moment when you mislabeled a moment in your life and it was really God. It was really God, but you thought it was somebody else. And now you look back and say, that was God talking to me, and I, I mislabeled it. Sometimes in your life, you mislabel things. Next week, I'm going to take a turn, and I'm going to talk about three people who had desperate moments in their life, and they needed a miracle desperately. And I want to show you three miracles next week, three times that God shows up. I'm going to tell you something about this miracle series. I believe that we have lost sight of his ability to do the miraculous. I am living in the miraculous right now. The fact that we survive, the fact that we're still doing what we do for the kingdom of God is amazing. The average church, you love this now, think, follow me for a second. The average church has, has seen a 60% decline in their attendance. And in 2022, the Bonner Report said that 28% decrease in attendance for churches overall in America, 28%. The, the, the um, return rate for churches that have opened up and uh, has been very low. Uh, some 30%, 40% on average have come back. The, the number of people, and, and what's really amazing, prior to COVID and prior to all the things that happened, and this is, and I don't know when you're watching the sermon, but this is, this is a year, this is 2022 that I'm recording this. And I want you to think about this. Even if you're watching it later, think about this for a minute. God miraculously protected the church through various seasons, through many different toils and, stare, and, 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 toils and snares. And, and he did it in ways when it was just flat out scary to even be in the ministry, to even try financially. But God shows up, people. Let me tell you something. God shows up. The average church, 90% of the people don't give any money hardly. 90%. The average church, the average church, the average member only comes once a month, once every four to six weeks. It's a miracle that they exist. But you know what the Bible says? The gates of hell will never prevail against the church. Now, I know some of you are not in that group. I know some of you are incredibly faithful. I know some of you are saying, oh, I'm part of the group that doesn't come, and I don't give either, Pastor. You're right. All that's scary. But here's what I believe. He can come to you. In scary moments, scary assignments. Pastor, he can come to you. Church, he can come to you. I'm watching the hand of God over our church and over our lives over these last, I've been here for 41 years. I'm amazed. God has faithfully served and helped us. And I believe now without a doubt, 
He will miraculously always be there, especially if you trust him. And so I want you in your scary moment. I don't know what your scary moment is. I talked about what I do, right? I'm a pastor. I talked about church. I talked about ministry. I talked about serving people. I don't know whether it's business you're in, school you're in, marriage you're in. I don't know what it is that's got you scared. I don't know where, where your storm is in your life, but I know that God is able. So I want to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for those today who are facing a challenge, whatever it may be, whether it be the numbers, whether it be the money, whether it be the business, whether it be their physical health. I believe you can come walking on the water. I believe in your healing power. I believe your presence. And I believe that we can step out and trust you and we can do the impossible if we trust you. So I ask you to bring healing and grace to our nation, healing and grace to our leaders, healing and grace to all of the Senate and the Congress. I believe, I pray for peace, Jesus, in the midst of this storm. I speak against division. I pray for us to wake up and see each other and love each other. I declare in Jesus' name that we will not allow this season to be the last season but I pray that we'll get to the shore. The Bible said when Jesus stepped on the boat, they got to the shore immediately. I pray we'd invite you on our boat to get us to the shore in Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, I want to pray for this. I want to pray for some of you who've never given your life to Christ. Some of you have been thinking about it and talking about it. Let me pray for you. Father, may this be the moment that they get right with God, where they say, you know, Pastor, my life's been troubled, but I need God in my life. Or maybe some of you said, my life's been good, Pastor, but I still need God in my life. Let this be that transforming moment when they open their hearts to you. And may they never, ever forget who's, who died on the cross, who provided a way for them to be forgiven. And that was you and your sacrifice. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, it's been amazing to be with you. It's been amazing to have you join me for these few minutes. I pray that when you're going through the miracle, the moments in your life when you need a miracle and you're walking, riding on that lake, whatever the lake is, that you'll trust God to come to your rescue and that you won't mislabel him, that you'll open your heart. Whatever way he comes, it may not be the way you plan. It may not be the job you plan or the city you plan to live in or the way you plan for it to work out, but you open your heart and let him on the boat of your life. Again, my name is Pastor Ricky Temple. It's been a joy being with you. I got more to talk about the last sermon in this series that you don't want to miss. Desperate faith. There are moments in life when you need a miracle desperately. Three people needed a miracle. And I'm going to show you how God responded to them and how they responded to get the miracle to happen in their life. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, what'd you learn today? I pray you learned how to trust God in scary moments and just step out, try something new. Don't allow yourself to be intimidated and watch God help you through that moment. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those who are facing moments and they see you coming, but they don't know what to think. Just like they saw Jesus coming, walking on the water, and it was really him, not a ghost. I pray that they would open their hearts and see you in the midst of this scary moment. Trust that you're with them and may they step out and trust you and not be afraid. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been a joy being with you. If this message blessed you, link it and send it to a friend. I'll see you next time. We got more to talk about miracles. I'm coming to the end of our series. We're going to talk about desperate, desperate faith. How sometimes when you're facing a moment and you need a mighty miracle, how God can give you some desperate opportunities in the middle of a desperate moment. It's a great study. That's next time, though. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.